Good morning. It is Thursday, and uh, we are wrapping up another week here. Uh, hope you guys are doing well. Amy's been out of town, out in Florida, um, catching a much-needed break with her sisters and parents. And uh, Ethan's been home, so that's been a lot of fun. And uh, Libby's just kind of rolling, rolling, doing Libby things. It's pretty amazing. Um, so, yeah, life is good. Hope you guys are well. Um, miss seeing y'all. And, um, you know, gosh, someday soon this, this pandemic thing's got to end, right? And, uh, yeah, look forward to celebrating the Lord's table with you and um, just just kind of being back a little more present. I feel, yeah, feel a little a little bit disconnected. Um, but, you know, know, know that you are... Know that you are loved and cared for and prayed for, and um, how just how much um, you are you are loved, and uh, yeah, I I think about you guys a lot and pray for you a lot, and you are I just I am beyond grateful for for all of you. So. Um, Let's see, uh, Down on Tap, uh, Tuesday nights has been going pretty well. We're moving over to the Gorman patio uh, due to um, uh, just Dory asking if we could, you know, try somewhere else. So that's what we're going to do. Um, but he's also got a heater and lights, and so it should be should be a good fit. Uh, Missional Community in Creekside has been going well there, and uh, but it's, you know, we, we do need to start making some decisions hear about uh, what we're going to do in the cold weather. So uh, please please be thinking about that. I'll initiate a conversation beginning of the week, and um, uh, we'll, we'll try to figure that out. Um, maybe, maybe we need to schedule a time, uh, you know, uh, on Zoom and, uh, and do a little bit of face-to-face conversation about this. So uh, let me know. Uh, I think we can probably do it over Telegram, but uh, if you think it would be better to do it via Zoom, let me know. Uh, and we, it's been a bit since since all of us have been on, so maybe maybe it'd be good just to to lay eyes on each other too. Um, all right, uh, I think those are kind of the big big announcement things. Um, we are continuing our uh, faith alive, living faith whatever I I can't remember the name of it now (laughs) let's see what did I call it Uh, living faith yes conversations from James living faith and uh, we are in James 1 13 through 18 this week James 1 13 through 18 and uh, reminder that these these passages really do kind of stand on their own a little bit Um, they all are kind of mini sermons and so our at least our at least in creekside and for my conversations with uh dave sounds like uh, the five you know at least some of these five big questions are, are working pretty well again for for these kinds of passages and uh so that's uh, that's been good um we've we've had some i think we've had some good conversations the last couple of weeks and uh so let's let's keep pressing in to them, right? Uh, so let's get after it here. James 1, 
13 through 18 says this, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire was conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. All right, this is God's word. So, um, uh, yeah, let's see here. Uh, just kind of walk through um, this a little bit. So, we shift uh, in, in verse 13. Uh, James makes a shift from. Uh, that external testing to the internal temptation, right? I remember from you know our first our first week as we as we kind of defined uh, testing as uh, the outward stuff that we have to deal with that's hard that we struggle with uh, on a you know just just from living life, right? Uh, we struggle through it, we walk through it, and it's um, and it's and it's hard and. Uh, and, and as we walk through that, as we as we deal with the temptation, as we deal with the testing, uh, not the temptation, as we deal with the testing and the trials of life, we bear up underneath them and they make us stronger. And, and so James says, you can you can count them all joy, right? Um, well, now here we shift. Here he makes the move from external uh, testing to internal temptation. Um, so the, if the external is to be endured, the internal is to be resisted. We have, we have to face them. So it's, you know, when we face trials externally, we'll often be faced with temptation internally. When we face the internal, we may want to blame God for that, right? You know, um, so... You know, but James makes it clear that God does not tempt. Two reasons he gives. God is wholly good, and because God is wholly good, he doesn't tempt people to evil. So, you know, we we are masters of blame shifting, right? I mean, that that's what we do. And um and so I think the fallen condition here is that we blame God for our bad decisions. Oftentimes, when we go through tempting. Or when we go through testing, sorry. Uh, apparently, I need more coffee. Um, when we go through testing, uh, we we oftentimes find that we are then faced with a temptation. Um, so you know, you think. You know, I was just. <laughs> I was. I was just watching, uh, Amy and I watched this, you know, we watch Grey's Anatomy. Uh, it's been our, um, it's been our uh, quarantine or exile or whatever the heck you want to call this time period we're in. It's been our show to binge and uh, it's just absolute garbage. Um, but in one of the recent episodes that we watched, there was this, um, uh, there was this, the storyline 
uh, where you know an undocumented worker, um, an undocumented person, uh, needed to get some health care for their child, and uh, they were worried about a lot of things. And so, uh, what Meredith, the lead surgeon, lead character, did is she broke the law. Um, she committed insurance fraud, right? So she was um, she was up against it, and she chose. You know, she she was being tested in this external way by by trying to care for somebody who needed her help, um, but then this decision came before her where she could either uh, obey the law or break the law. Now, in her mind, the law was unjust, uh, but there was kind of this temptation put in front of her, and she committed fraud. Um, and I, and I think we we experience some of that, right? Um, where. Uh, and, and we experience it differently. Um, but when we go through hard things, when we go through trials, uh, these temptations, they come out of us. Uh, and they come out of us, I think, from this place of self-protection. They come out of us from a place where we, we don't want to bear up under the, the trial. We don't want to deal with the trial. We don't want to face the hard time. And so what happens then, and we see this kind of laid out for us here, right? Um, uh, then what comes out of us is this desire to self-protect. This desire to numb the pain, right? And he, and, he, and he gets to this, right? I mean, verse 14, But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. The, the dragged away here is this idea of, of a fishing lure um, where the fish, you know, sees the bait, kind of know, you know, I mean, the bait is not natural. The bait is, is, is not good for the fish, but it's enticed by it, and then it's dragged away. And that's kind of how it works with us, right? You know, we go through these hard times. We enter into these, 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 these times of external testing and trial. And, and then we, we don't want to deal with it. And so what comes out of us? What comes out of us is this, is this desire to numb out the pain of self-protection. That could look like, you know, alcohol, drugs, pornography, entertainment, um, a million other kinds of things uh, that entice us. And, and then we, we end up sometimes giving in to those things, right? We don't resist them. And uh, in verse 15, we get the process of that. James says, Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Now, before we go on, can, can, we, can we acknowledge, um, we need to acknowledge James's uh, 12-year-old humor here, right? Can't you just picture him? He, he's writing this, and he's, um, you know, he shifts metaphors from fishing to, to childbirth. But, but can't you just, <laughs> can't you just see him? giggling a little bit like a 12-year-old boy uh, who, um, you know, 
kind of shifts from fishing to where do babies come from, right? Um, I mean, come on, y- you gotta laugh. Y- you gotta you gotta giggle a little bit. This is this is kind of funny. Um, so he, he he makes the shift. Um, so desire is conceived. Where is it conceived? Well, it's conceived, you know, it's conceived in us um, by this by this lure, uh, this this temptation. Um, now, there's the desire. Um, the desire is not sin. The temptation itself is not sin. It's acting. It, there has to there has to be a birth to it, right? This idea of giving birth to the desire is the action. It's bringing it into the world. It's doing something about it. It's acting upon the temptation. It's acting upon the desire. Remember, Jesus was tempted, right? I mean, the enemy, Satan, the devil, whatever you want to call him, tempted Jesus in the desert at the beginning of his ministry. So Jesus was tempted. Hebrews tells us that Jesus was tempted in every way, yet was without sin. He didn't act on his temptation. I think that's really helpful, right? I mean, I think that's really, really helpful for us to to realize. You see, we have control over our temptation. We have the power to say no. We are free to say no. We are free to resist the temptation. We are free to resist the desire, to press against it, to say, no, I am not giving in to self-protection. No, I'm not giving in to numbing out the pain. I will face this. I will deal with this. I will enter into it. That's really what we have here. James is moving. He is moving the locus of, of blame. We cannot, if we are following Jesus, we cannot blame God for the temptation that we experience. Because temptation comes from within us. We have to own it. When we own it, we say, ah, this is my, yeah, I'm tempted. I'm experiencing this. Then what happens is we brought it into the light and we can resist it. But if we don't own it, if we're just lured away like a fish to a bait, then what happens? Well, we finish the life cycle. We die. You know, and, and again, not physical death here, right? Like, let's let's get past any um, kind of ridiculousness of trying to read this in some wooden literal way. Um, this is This is all metaphor. It's all imagery, right? So he's saying there's a life cycle to this. You bring it in, you act on it, you die. It's a spiritual death, spiritual separation. We we no longer are able to remain in Christ, right? We are separated. We separate ourselves. And again, all of this is actions that we take. All of this is on us. Okay? And that, that is that is important. And I like this because in verse 16 it says, don't be deceived, right? Don't be tricked by our inner temptations and desires to thinking that God somehow is the one who is doing this. Don't be tricked. Don't be tricked by what's going on inside of you. See it for what it is. Understand the reality that is going on here. It says, every good and perfect gift is from, the fa- is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. 
He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits in all he created. So whereas temptation comes from our own desires, good gifts come from the Father of Heavenly Lights. Now this phrase, Father of Heavenly Lights, is found only in the Bible. And it's found, I think, only here. Um, and it probably is referring to God being the ultimate source of all things. He's the source. He's the source. And as the source, he's not, he is not, he's not laying before us evil. Now that comes, that comes from within us. He allows it. He allows us to bring that forth, right? He gives permission to it. A passive permission, a passive allowance, because God is not controlling us. God has, God has given us a modicum of, 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 of free will. We don't have sovereign wills. There's, there's nothing about us uh, where our, our decisions are all made in some sort of vacuum. No, but, but we freely choose, which means we can freely resist or we can freely give in. But the good, the good option, the good option is the one that leads us away from numbing. It's the one that leads us away from temptation. It's the one that, that leads us into perseverance and bearing up and dealing with things. And that is a gift. And it comes from the Father of Heavenly Lights, the source of all things. Now he uses this, this illustration of the shadow. See, God is like the sun. It never changes, right? The sun, the sun doesn't change, right? The, the power and light of the sun doesn't change. The, sh the shadows do, right? I mean, I sit, my desk faces out my front window of my house, and in the morning, uh, there are shadows. It's, it's all shadow. But by, you know, late afternoon, it's, it's, a, it's bathed in sunlight. Why? Has the sun changed? No, but the shadow has changed because the sun, you know, the sun, because we are moving around the sun. It's us that move. The sun doesn't move. Because we move, the shadows change. If we're going to rely on the shadow, it's constantly shifting. It's constantly shifting. So what we need to do is we need to rely on, we need to trust in the source of all things, the Father of heavenly lights. We need to trust in Him because He is the giver of good gifts. Now, one of the things that He does here in verse 18 is then He he shares with us the best gift, right? He chose to give us birth through the word of truth. Now, what, what, what kind of birth is he talking about? Well, I think he's talking about the kind of birth that Nicodemus experienced, you know, that Jesus talked about with Nicodemus in John chapter 3, to be born again. It's the second birth, this birth, the spiritual birth. And that comes from, from the word of truth. That comes from logos. It comes from the true word. It comes from hearing, understanding the words of Jesus and living them out. Having a living faith, right? This, this is what, this is what we're talking about here. This is, this is, this is what God does. Now, it's also interesting, uh, or it might be subversive to some of the people uh, in your in your missional community. But notice, notice that James here is using a feminine metaphor, right? Men don't give birth. Women give birth. This is divine feminine language. God is giving birth 
to us. Now, while this may sound subversive to American Christian ears, this was in no way subversive or or crazy or weird or even odd to the ears of first century Jews because they didn't understand God to be masculine or feminine. Yeah, they talked about you know, God the Father, but they also understood God the Mother. They, they understood this, this divine feminine, this, these feminine qualities about God. Because that, and that goes all the way back to Genesis you know, chapter 1, right? In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. This idea, this idea of God carrying both masculine and feminine qualities um, was not new, not strange, not odd. It was very normal. And it very much fit uh, with the Jewish understanding of who God is. We've lost some of that. Um, Now, the other weird thing about this um, is that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. The idea of first fruits refers to a position of honor among creation, right? So So that we might be born again and have this special place of honor and creation. It's, he's, he's getting back to this idea, this language, back to Genesis, again, back to Genesis 20, back to Genesis chapter 1. He's tying this back to this idea of being image bearers. We are, we are different from the rest of creation because the rest of creation is not an image, does not bear the image of God. Humanity does. People do. And this image bearing is what makes us unique and special. This image bearing is now restored through the new birth, through what Christ has done. This this is what he's getting at. Now, um, you know the, and so we. So the deal is. Is that we we so often we want to blame God for the temptation? The temptation, it's not God, it's us. God doesn't offer death. God only offers life. But because we are face to face with ourselves and with the beauty of God, we are we are, you know, we're. we're we, we live in the state of being a burning man. There's a great song. Um, there's a great song out there by a guy named Dirk Bentley. And uh, so I'm going to wrap it up with, with some of the lyrics from this. Uh, and I'm, It's really just kind of a poem in my mind more so. I mean, yeah, it's a song, but songs are poetry, right? He says, half your life you struggle, half your life you fly, half your life you're making trouble, half your life making it right. One day I'm the exception. Most days I'm just like most. Some days I'm headed in the right direction. And some days I ain't even close. I'm a little bit steady, but still a little bit rolling stone. I'm a little bit heaven, but still a little bit flesh and bone. Little found, little don't know where I am. I'm a little bit holy water, but still a little bit burning man. Guys, that's where we live. We live in this in this process we deal with the hard stuff we deal with the hard stuff and we're a little bit holy water and still a little bit burning man and uh, 
And if we can understand, if we can help our folks grasp the reality that the burning man part is our responsibility, that we ought to take ownership for it, oh man, it moves us to this place where we can have a deeper, much deeper understanding of grace. Um, and that, that is where we want to get to. All right. If there's anything else that needs to be in this podcast, please let me know. Um, and uh, also, just a reminder, I am off the social media scroll. So uh, if there are things that I need to be aware of, please let me know. I am checking in on Facebook uh, kind of once in the morning, once in the evening, just to, just to make sure I don't miss anything uh, too too big within our Facebook group. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if there's anything else that need, so if there's anything that you think I need to be aware of, please let me know. Um, and uh, yeah, and that's it, guys. Um, know you're loved. Know how grateful I am for you, and uh, keep loving well.